So I love NBA player intros, the energy inside of an arena. Like it just like, it gets you fired up. So I guess cue the music. Standing six foot nine, Oklahoma University alum, NBA power forward, all-star media mogul. Please welcome Blake Griffin. What's up, Blake? Not much, man. That was a beautiful intro. Yeah, the best was, you, you, you get you fired up, want to go uh, play, right? Yeah, exactly. It, is there uh is there a, a specific intro or like one moment coming out that stands out most for you? Um the uh the my first all-star game is pretty nuts because you like you're like in the floor of like the stage that they build and like you know they do the whole thing. Yeah. And you're on the hydraulic thing, you start to slowly come up and you're just like, This is insane. Like, what am I yeah. doing? But uh <laughs> it, it's cool, but it's also kind of like this is a little bit much. Like let us just walk out, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, like a um, rock star at a concert or some shit like that. So <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it, it's pretty cool. Well, on your Instagram, in your bio, it says certified bitsmith. So, of course, I had to Google what a bitsmith was. And uh, the best definition I could find used to describe a particularly skilled programmer. I could go on on the details. I, I had all this on bitsmith. I went down an absolute rabbit hole. But can you explain the meaning of that and why you, why you felt a have that on your Instagram is the only thing there? So for me, it wasn't, I probably should have Googled like if the, the word Vismith was really a word, but I yeah. just, um, I'm just like uh, with my friends, teammates, all that, I'm just always running like stupid bits. Uh, I always have like a joke, a, a running joke that I'm always going on. Um, and yeah. like in the comic community, you know, they call them like bits. So um, ah, got it. That's that, that's where that came from. It has unfortunately has nothing to do with programming. I was like, Blake programming on the side. That's uh, that's impressive. No, that'd be yeah. a lot more useful than than telling us, uh, you know, big jokes. But yeah, exactly. We well, tell me about uh, actually. Tell me about comedy by Blake. Uh, yes, we started this. Um, our first one was 2017. Um, and I've just had a big love for stand-up comedy, comedy in general, but stand-up too, uh, for a long time. I went out to Just for Laughs, like, in 2014. It's like a huge comedy festival in Montreal. And I uh, yeah. hosted this stand-up show. So I did, like, 10 minutes at the front of every show, like, for six nights in a row. And it was terrifying, but I walked away. And I was like, man, I kind of feel like I have a new, like, skill for my tool belt. You know, like, I, it helps me. When I have to go speak to some to, to people, um, it helps me just in every situation feel a little bit more relaxed. Like, no, I can if you can go, you know, the number one fear is public speaking. If you can go speak publicly and make people laugh, then I think you uh, are going to be more comfortable just by having that experience under your belt. So um, sure. since then, I've tried to do something every summer that kind of challenges myself in that way. Um, and then we added the stand up comedy show. So. I do it every summer and you know have like six six buddies or comedians from from around come out and uh it's been a lot of fun good for you man that's that's pretty cool who's your like like your like your favorite comedian uh favorite comedian of all time is, is, is Chappelle. i just think he like nobody really does it like him but right oh, now buddy. i love bill burr um you know uh maybe a bit controversial but louis ck before his before he before he had yeah. that, that downturn uh, was great, but you know it's the the beauty of it. Like everybody's given a second chance, and I think comedy those those guys are are able to to do that because they can get up on stage and talk about it, and and 
you know, kind of move on. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's been a ton of different comedians who I like, but those guys yeah, I don't stick out. Yeah, for Chappelle Henderson and Carlin, just because how smart they both are. But we'll move on from uh, bits here and uh, into family, which is, you know, for me, it's the most important. Your brother, uh, Taylor, is a pro uh, basketball player. Were you guys competitive growing up? I mean, he, he is an inch shorter, I did see. Yeah, we were very competitive. So him being three years older, like he was he was just always just just beat me at everything. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like what fueled like my competitive drive. It's just like I got so sick of losing, um, and I hated losing. And I just grew this like hatred for losing because I know I always lost to him. And um, he's also just an incredible work ethic. Um, so I, I just watched him when he got serious about sports, and um, I just followed that path. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, the uh, back in uh, back in high school, those early days. I saw you played a lot of different sports and, um, you know, basketball, football, uh, baseball, or yeah, baseball, bat- football, basketball. If you weren't uh, basketball, what would you be? What sport would you be playing? Uh, probably football. My dad played football. Um, and he played like Canadian league football and like, uh, AFL football. Um, so that was kind of always a love for me. Um, but I also, I really enjoyed baseball too. Um, yeah. I was just happy to be playing any sport to be honest. That's awesome. So what would you kind of contribute a lot of your success to? Is it, you know, a parent, a coach, a love of the game? And I, you don't have to pick one. Would you say a combo of all that? Like, where did the love come from? Uh, I, I, it came from my dad. My dad, you know, let us play every sport growing up. He was a high school basketball coach. We played for him. He's won, I think, 17, 16 state titles in the state of Oklahoma. It's like in the Hall oh. of Fame. And he did a great job of, of – encouraging us to play every sport um, and, and develop our athleticism early on. And then once we decided to like, you know, get serious about a sport, he helped us get serious about it. Um, but both my parents really uh, like two of the hardest working people I know, you know, they're public school teachers in the state of Oklahoma, which is some of the lowest compensation for, for teachers. Uh, yeah. They both had, you know, worked two jobs um, and still somehow managed to one of them always make it to one of our games, drive us to practice, get us the gear we needed. And, um, you know, I watched my dad go, you know, to school and teach from 8 a.m. to whatever, 3 o'clock, coach from 3.30 to 6, drive kids home who didn't have a ride, come home, eat dinner, and then go go work in our – we had this at-home trophy company um, that my parents started to, to generate a little bit more cash. And he'd work, work till like, 2 o'clock in the morning, sleep for four hours, and go do it again. Um, awesome. I remember, like, you know, lying there being like, I got I to gotta, I gotta take care of them one day. That's awesome. And so I'm, I'm going to change up my next question and go right to that. What, what do you remember from the first time, um, you know, get in the NBA and have that first conversation with your dad? Uh, you know what? My parents were so supportive. They, they trusted my brother and I both a lot to, you know, make certain decisions on our own. If they felt like we were off course, they would, they would come in correct. But I, I just, I was fortunate to have them and my brother as a guide and, yeah. um, you know, they, they've just, they've been nothing but just supportive, happy for me um, and couldn't, couldn't ask for better parents. But, you know, I, I know my dad being an athlete and a basketball coach, I think my brother and I getting drafted the same year was, it was a special moment for them. Must have been an emotional year for, uh, as a parent, I know the, uh, 
must have just been crazy to see that. But for, uh, you know, you're such a legend and, you know, a big name on the court, but like off the court, it's just, it's wild how much you have going on. Uh, um, you're involved in many high profile businesses, uh, business ventures. You were named Forbes 30 under 30 list, like quote unquote media mogul. Um, you have a digital, <laughs> digital content business. So like, what at the moment right now, like, are you most excited about that you could, that, you know, you know a little bit about our community here at Plainfield that you want to mm. share with us, like pick a couple of things like that we, cause it's important here that we can support what you're up to. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of things that are, that are current right now, I, I signed on to be a part of a group that brought back slam ball, which yeah. like me slam ball growing up. I remember watching just being like amazed at like the football, basketball, trampoline combination. Uh, so that's going on right now. I mean, but, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a bunch of different stuff. The stuff that I get, you know, the, the most questions about from teammates and stuff, I think is uh, some of this, this farmland thing that we're doing, uh, which I think is, is a, is a really cool investment right now, not just this one, but anytime you can kind of get into a group like this and uh, invest in real estate, it's sort of a hedge against inflation. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those, one of those things where you can step out into a space go hire the right people to do what they do um, and, and and be a little bit more secure and have maybe a, a little bit better ROI um, or a safer ROI, I, I should say. Um, there's tons of good deals out there, but um, yeah. how I got started into all this was really Hyperice, uh, a company like this was 14 years ago when I, I just got drafted. I was fortunate enough to have a few endorsement deals and they came to me and I was like, hey, like instead of you know, just paying me, can I get a little bit of like sweat equity? Um, and, and that's sort of what got, that was my first ever investment. Um, and that just kind of like got, got the wheels turning on, Hey, like this is something I should be looking at more and more. So um, I've been fortunate to be a part of some, some cool companies and, and to be honest, gotten lucky in a lot of areas. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a big believer of getting, putting yourself in the position to be lucky is uh you know, half of luck there, but in, I have to ask, like, what, what's your involvement with SpaceX? Uh, just, just, to, uh, so my brother works for a company, Patrick company. And, um, yep. They, they have this, they have this deal with SpaceX. Uh, it's cool. I just think it's cool to be honest. Like my, my brother, yeah. our philosophy is, is like, A, is this going to help people? Is this going to, is this going to change the world somehow? And, and if this company hits, it's like, that's what it does. Like it changes how we look at everything um so that was uh that was through patrick off company but um that was just getting in with a group of guys uh and and the thing i love about patrick off is like athlete based i'm sure a lot of a lot of, the, a lot of yeah. your drivers are part of that too yeah for sure we're gonna see will you fit in the ca a spacex capsule or are you gonna go <laughs> that's that's yet to be determined i uh hopefully i'll come out with the old the xl space spacex capsule the XL, yeah, next version. But yeah. I, obviously, you know, the more, you know, just even knowing, you know, on your career, but also doing some research here, being involved in the community and giving back is like just glaringly, you know, it's out there. Everybody knows how much you do. And so what can like, what can we do to support on that side? I see you have a, a fundraiser. Um, was it Dunking for Dollars? You have the Team Griffin Foundation. Like, what can we do to support mm -hmm. you there? And, and what do you have going on? Yeah, I mean, so, so my brother and I, biggest thing right now is we, we took over my our AAU team. It's called EYBL now, but we took that over and um, named it Team Griffin. So the Team Griffin Foundation just goes to raising money for those kids to be able to go travel, uh, play in front of college coaches, uh, get them the right 
resources they need. It goes to uh, under uh, at-risk youth in Oklahoma, Los Angeles, anywhere I've played, really. Um, just trying to give back because, you know, I, my brother and I wouldn't be where we are today without someone like us helping us when we were younger. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I genuinely remember, like, as a kid thinking that, like, man, I, I can't believe this guy's, like, you know, he was like the sponsor of our team. And I was like, man, this is pretty awesome. Like that he's yeah. doing this. And, you know, my parents didn't have the money to put me on flights. The first time I flew on an airplane was to go to a tournament when I was like 13 years old, you know, and it was pa paid for by somebody else. And, you know, that was just kind of like the the way we wanted to give back. So we have a golf, uh, a golf charity event in Oklahoma, August 22nd. Um, and I'll be posting some stuff for like a, a live auction. There's some cool stuff on the live auction. Last year we had like a, signed tiger woods flag um cool. and, you know different things so um just like support that way is great but you know everybody else has, has stuff going on so we try to try to dip into that as well yeah well anybody listening here and wants to send some stuff for the live auction definitely reach out want to support that so last and maybe the toughest question of the day here like if you had to pick one thing only like what do you enjoy most about being a professional basketball player um I think it's like the, the shared, like the, I always talk to guys, you know, as you get close to retirement, you talk to other players who you've played with and they talk about what retirement was like or what it was like for them or the thing they missed the most. And and the one thing that so many guys say is like, I miss the, the camaraderie. I miss the bus yeah. rides, not, not necessarily the bus rides, but the conversations on the bus rides, the team flights, the time in between when you're just having, you know, debates or conversations. So that's what I love is like getting to know all these guys from all these different walks of life, from all these different places, countries, whatever it is. Um, and you have this like network of, of, of people. And I think today's athletes are, are doing a great job of sticking together. I mean, this is a perfect, you're, you're what you send out is a perfect example of like a bunch of athletes and, and other people, you know, like-minded people getting together and, and trying to better themselves because for so long, the stigma of athletes was, we're just athletes like don't we don't invest we don't take care of our money none of that and, and yeah is a perfect example of of people changing that uh changing that that narrative and um that's that's what i've enjoyed is getting to know those guys you know it's so funny i've never heard a different answer even you know especially now with tom in the last you know retiring and everybody i've talked to it's just missing that locker room and it's uh that's pretty special it's, it, it speaks a lot to community and, you know, you know, kind of that shared experience and the bond there, it's pretty awesome. But Blake, man, it's been a pleasure talking today, even more of a pleasure, like following your career and seeing what you're doing in the community and, and you know, in the business world, it's, it's pretty awesome. So uh, thanks for that. Thanks for your time. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely chat soon. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for taking time. Appreciate it.